Practitioner. Episode 1, I get paid to do this. Hello and welcome to episode 1 of a brand new podcast, the SEND Arts Practitioner. I'm Vicky Aykroyd and this is a podcast by and for arts practitioners produced by Purple Patch Arts. Okay, just to be clear, when I'm talking about SEND Arts Practitioners, what I mean is anyone working with people with special educational needs or disabilities, which is where the term SEND comes from, and doing creative arts practice, be it dance, drama, music, art, literature, or let's face it, some sort of art form I'm not cool enough to know about. In my case, that's working specifically with people with learning disabilities, which I'll probably abbreviate to LD from now on. Each month, we'll be bringing you a new episode that'll explore a topic that feels particularly relevant. We'll be asking for your input too, please. More about that later, but for now, let's get cracking. The title of this episode came from a collection of moments in workshops. I'm sure you know the sort. You find yourself doing something completely random, creating a movement piece to demonstrate the Earth's moving plates, making an elephant fetus out of papier-mâché, or a Shakespearean rough out of newspaper. All of these things I have actually done, by the way. And in the midst of that randomness, you just catch yourself and think, I get paid to do this. And it's all a bit fabulous. So to kick off the series, we're going to be reflecting on motivation. As practitioners, what is it that drives us into this in the first place? And what is it that keeps us doing it? This is Maria Falwell, who's based at the West Yorkshire Playhouse in Leeds. She's the Creative Engagement Officer for Access at First Floor, their space for young people. So... Being here at First Floor, part of the job was to engage with families and I think what's done here is give me a real uh, insight into uh, how, it, how it might be to have a, a disabled child in your life and what I really champion here is the right to be happy, the right to be fulfilled to have a cultural life, to feel like you belong somewhere. What's great about here is we can create that environment. From the start, I was really excited doing youth and community work, so I was interested in working with people anyway. And I'd I'd previously worked in... um, I was an upholsterer, and I always knew that I didn't want to be in a dusty workshop. I wanted to be out there meeting people. And I'd always had a strong sense of... um, social justice and was always interested and quite politicised when I was uh, a teenager and what I felt was a, a real truth there when I met people. I was interested in the theatre side of it and I learned everything through that, learning about what's possible and the fact that nothing's impossible. Down the road from us here in Bradford is the School of Rock and Media. You'll hear it referred to as SORM. They do a fair bit of work with young people generally and have targeted activities for young people with LD. Hello, my darling. Hello, how are you? I'm fine. Looking very purple as always. (laughs) Would you like a drink tea, Black? That'd be great. Excellent. I remember. remember. Impressive. So, how's things for you? Good. My name's Tony Saunders uh, and I'm the co-founder and director of School of Rock and Media Limited. I've been a musician since I was 14 um, and I played in a punk rock band and I still do called The Negatives, uh, which immensely toured in the early 80s, late 70s around the world, signed to ma- some major labels, get played by John Peel. Uh, I basically saw the world and loved my music. Um, that come to an end in sort of like the early 90s. 
uh, and I did my degree in business management and projection management at Huddersfield Uni and decided uh, that I wanted to be a manager because I didn't get I didn't like being told what to do I think that's what it was about really <laughs> that's what my wife says uh, so yeah, I looked at that and I become a general manager of an automobile company called Calm Design where I had 52 staff and I spent 10 years there managing people, telling people what to do, uh, really successful. Um, but I was doing a lot of hours a week, about 80 hours a week. Uh, and obviously it was very draining. Uh, and I, I saw it and I saw, you know, wanting to spend more time with my family. And my wife turned around to me and says, why don't you give music back to the kids? Now, I slept on that. And I woke up the next day and I went, that's a damn good idea, that, Michelle. So basically, by chance, in the local Telegraph in August, I saw a photo who, who eventually turned out to be my business partner, John Bolton, um, that my local youth club over in Ecclesall had been robbed and all the musical equipment had been pinched. And I said, my wife said, phone him. So I rang John and said, John, uh, my name's Tony. I'm from the punk band called The Negatives. And he went, you're joking? I went, no. I, I says. I'd like to come and volunteer, but I'd like to give you some guitars and amps that I've, you know, built up over the years. And he went, that'd be brilliant. So I went down to the local youth club, I took some guitars and basses, and we started teaching like a hobby, you know, and I was still working at the time, John was working as a youth development worker. And we said, this really works, this, giving back to kids, you know. You know, shall we do this as a job? And we both looked at each other and smiled and went, could we do it? And I went, I can do it. You can do it. And so I started there. When I listened back to these interviews, I was struck by how there were both similarities and differences in Tony's and Maria's motivations. Both of them have moved into this work whilst looking for a career change. Maria was sick of dusty upholstery studios and wanted to work with people. And for Tony, he was keen to escape the 80-hour working week and get back to his passion of music. For Maria, though, her motivation seemed political. It was about a disabled person's right to access arts was Tony very much focused on the giving back. Listening made me wonder how many of our motivations actually shift over time. Maybe we start with a sense that we're giving, but then become more socially engaged with the politics of disability. Perhaps they even begin to recognise how much we're getting in return. My own story certainly has echoes of this. When I co-founded Purple Patch Arts seven years ago, the driving force was frustration. I'd taught performing arts to students with LD in colleges for about a decade, I saw loads of students who were effectively riding a carousel of courses. I met one student who'd done a version of a life skills course for 15 years. Seriously, 15 years. Purple Batch was set up to be an alternative to that, so people could learn at their own pace through creative arts. There's no doubt that I'm learning year on year through creative arts practice as much as the people taking part in the workshops. So actually, my motivation for starting out as a practitioner perhaps is slightly different to the motivation that keeps me going now. I had one more chat, and that was with Bronya Angove, who's our programmes manager, so she works with all our delivery teams. She shared what motivates her. I suppose what motivates me and what has always motivated me are the, the people. Um, because especially working with Purple Patch Arts and using the creative processes that we do, you you see learning happen and you see people um, start believing in it themselves and realising their potential. And the topics that we cover are so broad and so much fun that it's done in a in a wonderful way that lifts people and lifts their spirits and lifts what they what they believe they can do and I've seen people gain more confidence and um, gain 
social skills and and all of that passes on to our team as well who then have the love to go on and have the passion to go on. really love to hear your thoughts and experiences on the topic of motivation. How has your motivation shifted over time? What's the relationship between the personal and political in the stuff that drives you? You can find us on Twitter as at Purple Patch Arts if you want to share your thoughts and use the hashtag Purple Podcast to connect directly. Next time on the SEND Arts Practitioner, we're going to be looking at location, where creative practice takes place and what importance an environment has. As I said at the start, we really want to hear from you. If you've got a story to share, a rant to get off your chest or suggestion for a topic, please, please do get in touch. We want this podcast to be a resource, an opportunity to bring experts together to talk about the things that matter. So we really can't do it without you. To share your thoughts on the location and environment of creative practice or to make a suggestion about where we turn our attention, please email us at podcasts at purplepatcharts.org or find us on Twitter, at Purple Patch Arts, with the hashtag Purple Podcast. A few thank yous to finish with. Maria Thalwell at First Floor in Leeds, Tony Saunders at Psalm Studios in Bradford, and our very own Bronya Angove here at Purple Patch Arts. All the information we've shared is up to date and true to the best of our knowledge, but please do let us know if we've got anything wrong. The SEND Arts Practitioner is a Purple Patch production, supported by Cape UK. Cape UK.